Hello and welcome to Android App Addicts number 591. I'm your host, Ivor Davies, coming to you from New Zealand, and sitting with me is door-to-door geek, Steve McLaughlin. Steve McLaughlin. Steve, how are you doing, mate? Oh, I'm doing much better now that I got a chance to sit down and podcast. Um, it seemed like all last week, everybody I know was sick at least once. Um, for like three days, I was completely just laying in bed. Body ache, headache, everything, just not good. But yeah, better now. The whole family's been out with it as well. So, I should also mention that uh, this episode is brought to you by Captain Zero. So thank you, Captain Zero. He's our Patreon supporter of the month. Yeah, absolutely. Do not disturb at all. Just to make sure no beeps, no boops come through the uh, the uh, podcast. Um, so we're gonna yeah, first kind of beeps and boops. Yeah, we're gonna first just touch on Android hardware, and I'll say for a change, we got some news. Uh, what did you receive in the mail there, uh, Ivor? Yes, I believe we're both uh, the, the holders of brand new mobile phones. I've got an Asus Zenfone Flip, Asus Zenfone 8 Flip, which is uh, a 2021 phone, but hey, it's only barely 2023, so I'm quite happy with it. It's running Android 13. Um, they call it the Flip because it's got a little uh, of the camera on the back. Uh, you press a button on the camera app, it flips up, and it becomes a selfie camera. And then when you're finished, it flips back down again. And uh, it becomes a regular, regular camera. So you're using effectively your um, back camera for both selfies and for regular shots, which I think is great. But the thing that I really like about it, I did a panoramic shot with it yesterday. And the camera, when you when you select the panoramic mode and you press the shutter button, the camera, the flip mechanism moves in three different stages all by itself. Mm. And it takes, it takes, and then it stitches those three images together which I thought was extremely impressive and worth every penny I've got it so far. Yeah. The best thing about that is that you, the manufacturer only has to pay for one good camera and you get full advantage using it every way. Yeah, and I get to pay for two, the same cost as two. Anyway. <laughs> phone with, with two phones, with two cameras. Never mind. But it's a great phone, a little phone. I've got, uh, it's got an eight gigabyte RAM. It's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. The only real problem I have with it is the fingerprint in-screen fingerprint sensor. It's really slow and really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the fingerprint sensor to be on the side, on the side button, um, which my last two phones have had and been really fast and responsive. This one is terrible. So hopefully there'll be an update soon. I mean, when I started up, I had to have about 78 updates. But um, apart from that, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as you get a new phone, basically what I always do is I just get everything set up. I log into everything. Then I just set the phone down and walk away for like an hour and a half, two hours. Just let yeah, do yeah, everything I need to do. do. Um, I went into a new phone hole for half a day. My, my wife comes out and says, oh, what, what do you think we should have for lunch? And I said, Jesus, is it lunchtime already? <laughs> I'm just sitting yeah. there staring at my phone for half the morning. <laughs> yeah, it, me, um, Valentine's Day happened and my wife made it very clear that her and my oldest son were incredibly tired of me complaining and cussing out my phone. And she didn't like the fact that when we got in the van and I plugged everything up and I turned on navigation and I put where we went to go, sometimes it would take like three minutes. Um, I was using the OnePlus One Nord. All of a sudden, LTE connectivity issues dropped out. I then started using my uh, oldest son's old Moto G7 Power. Um, and the way he described that phone was when it ran smooth, it ran great. But at least once a day, it would run like concrete, where it would just almost seize up and stop. And at least every day or two, it would just on its own, just reboot. Like there was some kind of internal EMMC hard, hardware issue going on. I don't know. So she basically, on Valentine's Day, bought me a Pixel 6a. Um, 
I always said I don't like the idea of being a Google beta tester. That's why I never bought Pixels. I technically don't really feel like a beta tester yet, except I have had just a couple little weird things where all of a sudden the home screen becomes unresponsive. Um, and that's the worst of it so far. I will say I do have the in-screen fingerprint reader, and I'm, I'm really shocked at how well and how fast the damn thing works. Um, I'm just, you know, that, and I just show people, and they all think, well, that's not a real fingerprint reader. That's just some, like, you know, fake fake app you have, right? And I'm like, no, go ahead and put your finger on it. And they're like, oh, it, 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 yeah, it does work. I'm like, yeah. So I'm so far liking it. Everything really snappy. I will say uh, the onboarding, in air quote, is this is the only phone that I have had in my life that actually does proper onboarding. And I don't mean just logging into accounts. I mean, when you're done all of that, the next screen that pops up says, here are some features you might like to load. Here are some things you might like to enable. Here are some things you might not know about the phone kind of thing, which I thought was a pleasant surprise. It didn't shove stuff down my throat, nor did it just leave me to find all of the hidden gems on my own kind of thing. Um, I will say the magic eraser, I showed it to my wife and she said, if you would have shown me that like 10 years ago, I would have thought you were like a magician hacker kind of thing because that <laughs> works way too good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So did you know you were going to get a, a Pixel 6 before she bought it or is she just decided you were going to get a Pixel 6 and that was it? She just went on her own and bought it. She knows my uh, mm, deep-seated dislike of South Korean Samsung devices. And then here's the sad part. I now listen to like three or four podcasts that say the Pixel 6, all of them, and the Pixel 7s are basically like 98% of all the internals are Samsung parts. Mm. Yeah, I saw that article a little while ago. Yeah, so it's like... Mm, so mm. you've really got a Samsung. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. Um, what about that computational photography? Is that, is that Have you tried that out yet? I don't even know what that means. I've just taken a couple pictures of the cat and the food, and it seems to work fine. Uh, I magic erasered my son out of a couple pictures, which, you know, I thought was pretty funny. Um, the one thing I will say is the battery life on this thing is almost insane. Um, I'm just shocked at how I don't have to plug it up. I don't have to charge it up. And this is the only phone that I've had that when I plug it up to a device, it in like less than 30 seconds tells me all the time how long till charged. And when I've tested it, it's within like two or three minutes every time. Because I know the old phones I had, it would sometimes say like an hour. And then I would watch the timer go, hour, 55 minutes, 50 minutes, 58 minutes, 45 minutes. And it would just jump all over the place. Yeah, well, I noticed with my phone, it, it tends, well, I use uh, I use it as a dash cam on my car. And that really pounds the battery. I mean, I went from about 70% to 20% of, uh, in one 20-minute drive. It was really bad. Um, when I got back, I plugged it back in again. It was quite warm, too. I plugged it back in. And um, within 20 minutes, it was back up to 90%. Yeah, so the, it charges quickly, but yeah, it goes down quickly as well. Right. Yeah, the speeding of some charging is like literally almost insane off the charts how fast. Um, yep. I, and I will say one thing that makes me feel better is even this phone. This is supposed to be, you know, flagship or whatever. Now, every single phone I've ever had, if I don't reboot it every couple weeks, when I plug it up to Android Auto, will tell me the cord is no good. Try a different cord. So ah, okay. it's an Android Auto thing is slipping. It's something about it is causing it to either not reset when you unplug the device to be completely released from memory, or there's other stuff running in memory that it is having a hard time competing with is the only way I can put it. 
and it really is absolutely obnoxious. The last thing you want to do, especially if you're going someplace new, is get in the car, plug it up, and then say, oh, I got to reboot. But sorry, we are going to reboot the moon. You know, not cool. <laughs> um, that's one of the things that they should be able to easily fix, but this has literally been going on now for at least three years. So, three years? Uh, I mean, since my very first Android Auto device in my, uh, I can't remember now if my Mazda, no, no, Mitsubishi, I can't remember if the Mitsubishi had Android Auto. I know I've had this car, and it's virtually paid off, so it's been at least five years. At least. Oh, well, so we both got new hardware. That's great. Yeah, and now the question is, how long are these going to last for us? Now, with that said, yeah. I'm Mine doesn't say, last as long as yours. <laughs> well, I'm going to say for you, there's no reason for it to not be at least till the end of 2023 until you start to get... Because 8 gigs of RAM, it, to me, that's the whole thing. Android, again, is RAM. You get 8 gigs of RAM. There's no reason for that thing to not be snappy as hell. For at least oh, it like yeah, it's, eight, it's eight very fast. Yeah, it's got a Snapdragon eight 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 as well. It's you know it's pretty good. That's nice. Uh, um, I, having said that, I do still kind of have a yen for the twelve gig of RAM version. And, and you know, it but then I remember back ago where we were like kidding around, like you know, you know, any day now eight gigs of RAM. You know, but you as you as you can attest to, Android uses it. Right. Well, that's because I mean it's different to. Um, to Apple because Apple uses um, ones and zeros. It turns all its apps into ones and zeros, and, and Android doesn't do that. So it uses a lot more RAM, especially when it's using uh, web wrappers or apps that that are, that are web versions of themselves. So um, yeah, that's why it uses more more RAM than an iPhone, but it doesn't mean it's any any worse. Well, yeah, and it's it's basically based off of everything about Android is based off of Java, hence the multi-year lawsuit. And Java's the idea of Java is. You code once you run anywhere because everything is running in essentially a virtual machine layer of application um, with the different architectures in there. Because quite literally, Snapdragon, Qualcomm, um, the, the Sam, Exynos, all of them are technically different kinds of processors. While they all are ARM, they have different things going on. And the virtual layer of Android makes it to where it doesn't matter and it just runs. Um, that's also the reason why when you have a good phone, good running phone, and you pull up like the apps list, you can go back 20 apps, click it, and it loads right up because Android keeps everything in RAM, period. Um, so the more RAM, the better every bit of your experience is going to be. That's why you don't need a cleaner app. Well, well, that's why if you do, you technically age your device quicker and you give it worse performance. You know, those apps are really dodgy as well, most of them. Most most of them are incredibly dodgy, yes. Um, if you have a really, really, really super old device uh, and you have a very limited number of apps you want to install and you have a cleaner, I understand why, but that's about it. That's right. Now, I remember the days when three gigabyte was good. Oh, yeah. Hankering after four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, very RAM hungry, but um, that's just the way the system runs. And yeah. It works. You know, sorry, you might hear some noises in the background. My my daughter has a friend over, and they they're getting um starting to jump up and down. So, um, their kids will have that. Um, one yep. one bit of like Android news I wanted to bring up really quick. Um, Josh was really upset at, and it was basically that um Android police reported that Google announced that they're bringing um the magic eraser in air quote to all kinds of Android phones. Uh. Not just Pixel devices, not just, you know, but to every, in air quote, possible smartphone. (laughs) 
the gimmick is, is you have to have a Google One account or a subscription. Sorry, Google One subscription. Um, yeah, he wasn't too happy about that part, but you know. Now, what is a Google One subscription? I, I've seen it. I've seen Google One, but I don't know what it is. I should well, do, I suppose. What I can tell well, I was basically grandfathered into a Google One subscription because I have a two terabyte Google Drive account. Uh, so if you get the smallest Google Drive account uh, subscription, you are automatically in Google One. Uh, Google Go One, right? Google One tries to be the number one place you can go to if you want to buy Google devices, Pixel devices, Next Hub kind of thing. Um, they're pushing really hard on the shopping thing. Uh, they even have once in a while like perks. You go and you click in, and for certain places, they'll give you like a, a coupon for two bucks off kind of thing. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, yeah, it's they're trying to be like, dare I say, um, like the the central place where you can get other subscriptions and other services done by Google. Um, okay. So yeah, I and I believe that's the reason why I got it was my two terabyte storage plan. Uh, so if you have a Google Drive uh, plan where you're paying for uh, any amount of storage, I'm pretty sure you're automatically in Google One. So if you are, then you should be able to en enable Magic Eraser technically on all phones now. With the caveat, it wouldn't shock me if you have, you know, two, three-year-old phone, you load the Magic Eraser, you click something, don't be shocked if it takes like 30 seconds or more for it to decide what to do and do it. So that's because it's using the new Tensor chip in, on the Google phone and using a regular on the other phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on my phone, I know the, heart, the application is explicitly designed to take advantage of that microprocessor. Um, on the other devices, it wouldn't shock me if it's either pushing it again through a virtual layer or it literally needs network connectivity, maybe, to have a, a server do it with you know more oomph. So um, we've seen foldables coming out, and uh, just recently there have been some rollables coming out. We've got some rollable screens. I think, uh, uh, if you check out Mr. Mobile's YouTube channel, Michael, Michael Fisher, you have a whole bunch of... Um, he had a review on some rollable phones that he tried out. Have you seen these, Dork? Uh, the one that I saw that I was kind of impressed with until I saw the side view of the phone was yeah, it was, the... Yeah, um, about three foot thick, isn't <laughs> Well, no, no, no. The thickness wasn't the part that bothered me. The part that bothered me was when the rollable went up and the screen got bigger, when you turn it sideways, the screen itself was literally like paper thin, where if you have it extended and you yeah. bump it the wrong way, I would be afraid what could happen, is what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and everybody I showed it to was like, Oh, what? That seems crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, guess what? It's pretty soon. They're going to be almost like n normal. And of course my oldest son was like, that's stupid. Why would you want that? Why would you want a phone? Me and my wife both at the same time were like, so you would fit in your pocket easier. <laughs> Why else would you want a smaller phone? Yeah, there it is. The one at the top there. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of torn. I, I can't really decide whether this is going to be the next big thing or if it's going to be just a fad. Um, I th yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be a fad. I don't think this is no. like the future. Um, no. I think this could be incorporated into something else to where this plus that equals something greater. But on its own, it's just, I, you know, I don't know. I, anytime you have moving parts, you know, like your camera yep. thing, I worry. Yep. I worry a lot. Because moving means friction. Friction means the ability to fail. Yeah, and moving parts, you're guaranteed one of them is going to fail some sometime. Yeah. Um, but they've they've put them on laptops as well. You can you can get a mm -hmm. laptop with a rolling phone, a rolling rolling uh, screen. So um, I can see a bit more of a use for that. 
again, not I'm not really compelled to go out and buy one, but if that's what people need, I suppose then they're going to buy it. Well, I mean, the only advantage I see to a rollable phone versus a foldable phone is even with the shorter screen, you don't need any special Android programming for everything that really just should work and should fit and should be familiar to you as well. And the only time you should um, like say to myself, self, I need this phone to be unrolled to be bigger is either you're watching full screen video or long form writing or just you need your doom scrolling screen to be bigger, you know, so you can doom scroll yep. faster. Yep. Where, you know, I think we all spend far too much time doom scrolling. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day we won't. We won't need these rollable screens. I certainly don't. Anyway, this is what floats your boat. Why not? You want a rollable phone? You're going to get one. Right. And then we did have, I want to say it was Mobile World Congress. I'm not sure now that I say that out loud. Um, they had another couple things being shown. One of them was the one, the official OnePlus foldable phone. And the um, it was expected and suspected this would be available in many countries this year. Um, again, I mean, I, I really do like OnePlus as a company. I really do like the way that they're capable and the way the way they're doing things. And I'm sure the foldable screen hinge has has already been through at least three or four generations. There's little doubt in my mind they're now almost to the point to where they can make it to where you can literally have it for years and you're not going to have any extra damage from folding and unfolding. Um, the question is, is when the screen is on, how visible is that crease going to be? Um and I believe they're doing the kind of foldable phone where when it's closed, you basically have no screen. Yep. I kind of view OnePlus as the fat Elvis of uh, of mobile phones. They started out great with a hiss and a roar. They had the cheapest, best phones. They were really popular. And then they got complacent. They started producing rubbish. And um, But every now and then, they come out with a burning love and, a desire, and, it, um, and they surprise you. Yeah, I will say... Um, <laughs> Once the owner, once the original designer guy left, it was kind of obvious this is not the same company anymore. And every year it just becomes a little bit more obvious where they have, you know, some phones are just too expensive compared to what they were. Uh, and then they're supposedly this year they're coming out with the foldable phone. They're coming out with a tablet as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I was interested about the tablet. Yeah. Uh, and there was a third thing. I can't remember what it was. They're supposed to come out with like three things this year that they basically never came out with before. So I give them credit for trying to innovate. Uh, but once in a while, you need to just do what you do good and stick with that. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, uh, did we get any mail? Um, I do not believe we have any email. Oh. Click real quick. Oh, um, um, sorry, January no, we got, 30th. We got an email for, it was about um, mountain range apps. Did you see that? Uh, mountain range apps. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, maybe okay. it's from Steve. If you want to do some riffing while I, while I find the email. Okay. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about, just because it's again, completely different is, uh, Huawei is coming out with the Huawei watch buds, which is a complete mouthful. I admit, but it is literally one of these things. You're never going to say anything like this again. It's a Huawei watch. And inside of the watch, you flip open, like dare I say, get smart style, 007 style. You flip the face of the watch open, and inside are basically two earbuds inside the watch. And then you basically have your earbuds anywhere you are. Um, part of me really loves the idea of this. 
part of me is terrified about how short of a battery life they're going to have because they're so teeny tiny how, and how it's going to adversely affect the battery life of the phone itself. Um, I'm extremely, 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 extremely interested in it either way um, because this is just the kind of geekery stuff that I just think is really cool. I think this is awesome. I mean, it's totally impractical. I'd probably lose the buds within 10 seconds, um, but I love it. Yeah, 400 and, uh, around 544 U.S. dollars. Yeah. Or if you want to pre-order, it's only $472. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> um, okay, I found my email from Steve Woodyard. I hope I pronounced that right, Steve. I think uh, Steve lives in the UK. Um, now, he noticed that um, la- our last episode, my, my audio was subpar. And I do apologize for that again. I, I seem to be cursed with these things. Um, my microphone levels are way down too low and you could hardly hear me. But um, Daw did some, did some um, fantastic jiggery-pokery and managed to get a semi-listenable uh, podcast, audio podcast out of it. So thanks, Daw, for rescuing my uh, my audio. Um, but there is, you can also just listen to the uh, the YouTube uh, episode as well if you, if you have any problems that way. But hopefully we've got it all sorted out now and I'll, I'll make sure audio in the future um but steve st- uh, sent us an email on the 11th of february and he's saying uh he noticed our um sorry he's been there's been an app he's been using quite a bit lately called libby which is uh it basically connects to your local library and you add your library card number and password and then you have access to thousands of books from your local um, library magazines and audio books for free there's a widget too so you can carry on listening from where you left off with the hit of a button you can borrow up to 10 items and reserve three. You get two weeks to listen or read, and then you can renew if nobody's waiting. I'm not sure if that is just a UK-only app or it's available in other countries too. Well, it is available in other countries. It's available in my country, uh, and uh, my wife uses it, and I have used it in the past as well. Also, when I was driving to work, I noticed some hills in the distance that got me wondering if there was an app where you can hold your camera up and will add a virtual overlay to tell you where where you're looking at. I may have asked this question before, so my apologies if I've already done so. Anyway, I look forward to listening or watching your latest episode soon. So I went back to um, to Steve and uh, apologize for the for the audio quality, but um, I explained that I haven't really uh, had an opportunity. To, I've seen those uh, mountain range apps, but they haven't. I haven't really uh, tried using one. Um, and he he came back with a recommendation. He found a couple of apps called Show Me Hills, free on FDroid, and Peak Finder for £3.99 on the Play Store. Uh, I'm going to download them. He was going to download them. That was on the 31st of January. Now, let's see. Um, so he went back. He gave me. He did a bit more testing. So he's tested out Show Me Hills, uh, free on FDroid, and it's basic but free. It shows a handful of high, highest landmarks. And then he tested Peak Finder, which one was £3.99 on the Play Store, and that's much better. And you can download the map so you don't need an internet connection. You can just point your phone at it and it adds an overlay of the hills and horizon, telling you which hills you can see and how high they are. Uh, you can also take a photo with the overlays on too. Well, that's good. Uh, and today I found another app which is free and really cool called Horizon Explorer AR. And he's provided links, and I'll, I'll put all those links in the, in the chat as well. So you need an internet connection, and it eats through your battery pretty quickly, quickly, but the amount of detail and information it gives you is insane. Not only does it tell you the names of the hills, but also the towns and the villages. 
has a map at the bottom to show you where you're looking at. There's also a cross here which tells you the name of the road, river, canal, building that you're pointing at with the option to have a pop-up or a brief Wikipedia entry too. You can also switch to a 3D map which allows you to see not just the place around you, but you can search anywhere in the world. As you move your phone, it builds the next chunk of the map. You can pan around you as you lift your phone up and down, it zooms in and out. I would definitely recommend Horizon Explorer AR, and I think you'll end up spending many an hour exploring the world around you. Anyway, take care and look forward to the next Android App Addicts episode. So um, I haven't had a chance to try it out yet, but um, sounds uh, that's a, a pretty uh, pretty good endorsement from Steve. He sounds pretty enthusiastic about it, so I will install it um, today and, and check it out. Have you ever tried anything like this before, Dorf? Honestly, I never even considered the idea of this app, Pause, until my wife was watching an absolutely horrible show called Alert Missing Persons Unit just started in 2023. Uh, one of the like the main actors is a guy everyone would notice. Um, um, Scott Con, Jason, uh, um, uh, um, Con, the actor, his son. Uh, what's his? Let me try to remember his name. Now. Oh, I'm terrible with with actors' names. I know. Well, either way, he's a face that you will notice, uh, kind of thing. But it was an absolutely horrible show about finding people's kids, but then they kept inserting pseudoscience and praying and like what? incense and all kinds of garbage. It, it is a complete garbage, garbage, garbage show. But in this garbage, 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 garbage show, um, the tech person supposedly can look at the picture, look in the background and see the peaks of the hills and identify where someone is using those peaks of the hills. I thought to myself, I, I, I hate this show, but I think that does make sense. And now, thanks to um, our email, you know, these apps really do actually exist, and you don't need some stupid show with some stupid person doing it. Um, you can just literally download the app, point at the hills, and it'll just tell you. So, yeah, you don't need it. That's the old classic TV show trope, isn't it? The the magic software that does everything mm -hmm. within the, the flick of enhance, a, a button. Enhance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to definitely give these at least a look-see kind of thing. I just find them interesting. Um, I mean, the only time you would really need one is like you get kidnapped and you break out and you're like, where am I at? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, well, if you're if you're new to an area and you don't know what's around you, you can and and you're keen on um, heading up into the hills and having a having a, a tramp around in the hills, then um, yeah, it might be might be handy for that as well. Yeah, and then I'm not like stopping and thinking. See, I'm in Maryland, which is a weird state. Technically, there are mountains over on the other side. Um, the, like one of the like kitschy things about Maryland is Maryland is, um, um, ecologically known as miniature America. We have every single type of environment in America, except for desert. We got mountains, we have snow oh, okay. things, we have fields, we have hills, we have oceanfront, we have waterfront, we have you know, everything. But no matter where I go, it's hard for me to see a mountain unless I'm at a very you know, certain spot over by Frederick, over by the actual App Appalachian Mountains, where real mountain people say they're not mountains, they're hills. They're big enough to be mountains. Okay, well, let's just get it. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I could even use this app. we got a lot of trees. That's my excuse, trees. <laughs> cool. Anyway, yeah, so that's a good, uh, great. Thank you for the email, Steve. Um, and I will definitely be trying out Horizon Explorer. Actually, I'm going to install it right now and um, give it a go. I'll report back next time. Sorry, I suppose we'd better uh, talk about some apps. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one app I'm just going to throw out there just super quick. And now, A, I understand two reasons why Josh is not here tonight. Mm -hmm. Number one, he doesn't have a new phone, so he can't hang. Uh, that's number yeah, one. Yeah, he's not, he's not in our club. 
Um, number two, he is hooked on vampire survivors like a junkie in the inner city kind of thing. Um, it, this game is, I'll say this, it's almost difficult to explain, so I'll just do a real brief synopsis of it. Uh, but also now it is so popular that you have people creating games and they're being classified as VSLs, Vampire Survivor-like games. Um, this is the kind of game, all of the functionality, everything that happens, there's no reason why this could not have happened on an Atari 2600, just, of course, with worth, with with much worse graphics. But it's the kind of game that you can play, and at the same time, you can easily hold an intelligent conversation with somebody and not be worse off. Because most games require so much attention and so much thought and so much pre-planning and so much this that you can't do anything except play the game. This is different. You can literally just play the game and literally hold very intelligent conversations and play the game. It's like a mad shoot 'em up um, where you have in like never-ending cascading enemies, sometimes in the hundreds, that you cannot slow down. All you can do is kill. And you have uh, power-ups, you have levels, you can combine. Uh, if you get high enough levels with certain items, they can combine and become super items. And it's just kill, 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 kill. Again, Vampire Survivors, it's by Ponicle, is what I'm going to say. Um, Ponkle. Ponkle. Um, 4.8 age average reviews, already 1 million plus downloads, T14, uh, completely free to download, no in-app purchases, but there is in-app ads. Um, let me look at the data safety real quick. Data safety, no data is shared with third parties. This app may collect these two data types, low location and personal info and to others data is encrypted in transit and you can request the data to be deleted um this game is all all is up to version 1.3.102 updated february 3rd requires 7.0 android and up um yeah this is just good dumb fun is what i'm going to say well i installed vampire survivors on my tablet and i gave it a go for about five seconds <laughs> i just i couldn't see the point of it i couldn't i really i didn't know what i was doing what i was supposed to be doing what all these things were doing crowding around me how i was supposed to kill them where i was supposed to go it was it was just um yeah i gave up after five minutes i'm afraid well the easy thing is you just move you don't do anything else you just move mm. and all of your things auto fire in whatever they do, and the only control you have is you move around, and then when you all level up, you have choices to make. What kind of power you do, and then just keep moving around, and then make another choice, and then just keep moving around. So you just keep moving around, killing things. Yep. Killing vampires. Killing everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was. It is pretty successful on uh, Steam. Uh. It is available on iOS because uh, I got my um nephew playing it as well. Uh, it is also available, I believe he said, on Xbox uh, Store. I'm not sure about Sony PlayStation Store. This is the kind of game that literally came out of nowhere, blew up. Now, game reviewers are upset because right now they said this is the slowest time in game releases that they've seen in years. And everyone who's putting out a game is putting out a Vampire Survivors-like game. And they're like, we're getting sick of this now. Come out with something else. Wow. Yeah, it seems to be a very popular game. Personally, I don't see the attraction. But hey, that's just me. Do you have any uh, apps you can bring? Yes, I do, actually. Um, so if I said to you, Dor, uh, I lost my job at the keyboard factory today. It turns out I wasn't putting in enough shifts. Would you laugh? Mm. No, you wouldn't. But if I said, I lost my job at the keyboard factory today, Dor, it turns out I wasn't putting in enough shifts, and then I did this. 
<laughs> I, I would then play back sad trombone. Sad trombone. Okay, we could probably probably get that. Anyway, so what I'm what I'm getting at here is an app called Badum Tis, which I think <laughs> I don't know why it's called that. That's the sound it makes. Um, but basically, what it does here it is in the in the chat. What it does is put uh, a button on your screen, which makes the rim shot the drum rim shot sound that plays after someone tells a bad joke, and that's all it does. You can, if someone tells a bad joke, you can just press the button, and away it goes. Definitely a definitely, uh, useful app. Definitely, especially if you're a dad and you tell lots of dad jokes like I do. Okay, for the people at home, do you want to at least spell Badum right, Tis? Yes, Badum. B-A-D-U-M space T and three S's afterwards. Badum Tis. Solo button. And it just puts a little button on your, on, your, on your screen and you press it and you get the rim shot. Classic shot sound that uh, you must hear. It, it makes any, any joke funny, I think. Oh, it's like a laugh track. It's one of those things. You might not notice it when it's around, but it's there. And yes, it has effect. Absolutely. <laughs> Funny would the, the phone would detect when a, um, when a dad joke is being told and then automatically play it without you having to press the button. Okay, so what I'm going to bring here is, is another game. Let's come over here. Uh, yeah, it's called Gloom Grave. G-L-O-O-M-G-R-A-V-E. Um, uh, okay, this is a game that I saw on a YouTube channel where the guy basically um, reviews what he says is like um, 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 independent, like small uh, companies or few, very few people putting out games. This is a rogue light game, which basically means you play the game when you die because you, you're going to die always in roguelike games. Um, you get to keep some of the power-ups or some of the money or some of the artifacts that you find. So the next go around, you're going to have a little bit of an easier time moving forward. Uh, this is a dungeon crawler. Um, the action in the game is based upon movement or actions. So if you see an enemy, the enemy's not going to do anything until you either move or try to do an action. Then they will get one move when you do one move back again. Um, I love the look of this game. Um, he was playing it on desktop and he was like, it's very obvious this is a Android or a mobile port, but at the same time, it is so good of a game, I'm still going to talk about it kind of thing. So, and that's kind of, you know, rare praise for someone to say, you can take a game on mobile, put it on desktop with very little um, 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 changes, and it's still a very playable, a very fun game to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I saw this, I think, uh, yesterday on uh, the YouTube channel How To Men, which is a great channel. By, by the way, to look at um, if you're looking for some great Android app suggestions. But yeah, I saw this and I thought, wow, that's so much like the original version of uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, and it, I'm just wondering if the map layout would be the same or very similar to it. Well, supposedly every time you, and that's the other thing about a roguelike game, every time you play, every time you restart, the dungeon layout is completely different. Um, one of his complaints was he was hoping that there'd be more diverse looking stages um but everything is basically deep purple and lighter shades of purple and then once in a while there's some wood moldy green and moldy green yeah yeah but he he was like if it's he a had a metaphor for life really isn't it <laughs> yeah so he was like if he had to complain that would be it and this is uh gloom grave by net mancer uh 152 reviews 4.6 reviews 1000 plus downloads e for everyone 10 and up uh, data safety, no data is shared with third parties. No data is even collected. 
I like hearing that. Um, about this game, it was updated on uh, July 7th, 2022. Um, it's eligible for the family library if bought after July um, July 2nd, 2016. Version 0 .1, um, 0 0.3.1 requires 4.4 Android NUP. Uh, updated July 7th, 2022. Um, permission details needs nothing. Needs literally nothing to run. It's hard to beat. You need no permissions to run. Uh, and in the U.S. right now, $3.99. If you even look at the video and you find it even mildly interesting, I guarantee you it's worth the money. And you've played it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, excellent. And it, right. it's the kind of game after like 20, 30 minutes, I got it uninstalled because nothing will get done. Yeah, just spend too much time playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use my squeaky chair. Sorry. Cool. That's a great game. Um, all right. So from crawling on dungeons to a few more practical-ish matters, um, this is an app called Laundry Timer, also which I found on uh, How To Med. Um, so by Ed Hesketh. So basically, what it does is it uh, estimates the drying time of laundry outside. So if you hang your laundry up on the line outside, which we do, we don't use our dryer very often at all. Um, we hang it all out. Well, this app will tell you what the weather conditions are like and how long it will take to get various pieces of laundry dry. So if you've got heavy uh, laundry, uh, heavy blankets and, and uh, sweaters and sheets and stuff like that, uh, large items of laundry, it'll tell you what the drying time for that will be, given the current weather conditions, when it's going to rain, so you can uh, set a reminder. And we'll also set a alarm timer to... They will go off before. Um, they will t remind you when the when the um, when the laundry is dry, and um, you know tell you when it's going to rain, so you can bring it in on time as well. So hopefully we can uh, get a few people using it, uh, get, getting using out outdoor drying a bit more often rather than using their dryers inside, which is uh, all good for the planet, I suppose. And just cost uh, money. And exactly, it's free. Very cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. I like the idea. Yeah, that that that's definitely useful. If my backyard was even big enough, I would consider it. But literally, my backyard is, I want to say, smaller than one sixteenth of an acre. Wow! It's like to I mow the backyard <laughs> is literally like ten minutes. Oh, it's like, wish so, I had that. Well, it comes there. There's pluses and minuses to it. That also means when there's a fox three houses down, we we try to go to sleep, and all we hear is yep, 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 mm. like nonstop. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so if you're uh, after an app, that will remind you uh, to, to bring your laundry in. Well, that's good. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, I I will say um, we got new, in air quote, uh, scratch and dent washer and dryer not that long ago. Um, I don't like the dryer has a couple of different settings. One of them, it tries to sense how wet stuff is, and it will automatically stop when stuff is dry. It almost always stops too soon. So it's yeah. like, great idea. Yeah, so does ours. Bad yeah. execution. Huh? Yeah, ours does as well. Our, when we do use our dryer, it never gets, it's never on for long enough. It right. turns itself off when it's half dry. So. Yeah, so it has one setting where it literally just says, turn it on time mode, and I set it to max temperature for one hour, and I turn on like wrinkle prevent thing, and then basically after half an hour or so, I just manually check it. You know I mean? um, and certain things, especially like uh, bed comforters, take like two plus hours to dry, yeah. Cause, yeah. just because they're so big. Well, in my country, I mean, using a dryer that long just it becomes unaffordable. Electricity here is very expensive. So, um, you know, anything you can do to save some money on your electricity is a good thing. Right. Okay. Uh, this one app I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm going to bring because I found it interesting. I'm not sure how I completely feel about the app yet is what I'm going to call it. 
Uh, and it is an app called Simple X Chat. Um, and then what I'm going to post is the Reddit link where they're posting about it. Um, and it seems like a pretty good app. It seems like it's pretty well vented. Uh, I'm afraid that they're basically in air quote, you know, trying to like reinvent the wheel when it comes to security. But this is another option when it comes to a chat that has what they say is um, privacy by design. Uh, you can get it for Google Play. You can get the direct APK. You can get it from Ftroid. You can get it from iOS Store. Uh, you can even get it as a, I believe, a Safari plugin kind of thing. Um, I like cross-platform secure apps. The real reason is because then I can on my phone send something to, let's say, somebody, but then on my desktop I can still access it. So it makes it much easier when I need to have information in multiple areas. Um, this seems like a good solution. I need more people to look into it, more people to uh, review it, more people to like look at the code because all the code's open source. It's AGPL, which is rare. Um, AGPL basically like the newest, newest, newest GPL standard, uh, which basically means anything that is available online by default has to be in air quote free and open for everyone to look at. Um, and it says, why should I not use single, single, signal? Uh, and it says, yeah. Signal is a centralized platform that uses phone numbers to identify users and their contacts. Okay. So this is a non-centralized thing. So hypothetically, their servers and they can go out of existence and this app will still work. I do like the idea of decentralized apps too. Um, so if you're interested in secure private apps and you don't want to use something that, that everyone else has heard of, aka being a bigger target, you might want to check out Simple X, all one word, chat. Yeah, so I like the idea you can um, can use it on your laptop as well, as well yeah. as your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like with Signal and, and Voxer. There's always good old Voxer, though. It works. Use that on anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you actually installed it? Are you, have you tried using it yet? Yeah, I mean, it seems to just run fine. And there's not, I don't have anybody else to test it with, so I literally put it on two phones kind of thing. Um, and it seems right. quick, it seems snappy, and it just, in air quote, it, it just works. And it's encrypted? Uh, it's end-to-end -end encrypted, and it can do even stuff like audio and video calls um, or group-type messaging. Um, so, yeah, it does seem to just, in air quote, work. Right. Oh, well, I might try installing that and um, send you a message on it, see how that works. Very cool. Right. Cool. Well, you mentioned um, how long it takes you to mow your lawn before, Door. Um, and this app, or this game, will let you uh, mow your lawn on your phone. This app is called It's Literally Just Mowing. And basically you get a you're a little guy on a or a girl on a um electric mower and or not like an electric mower, like a right on mower, and you get a piece of grass and you have to swipe up and down or left and right to mow a patch of grass. And then you go and mow your neighbor's patch of grass. And um you carry on like that and ad infinitum until you're bored. <laughs> but if you like uh, the idea of just mowing a lawn, which can be quite um meditative. Right, quite zen. Um, you can you can just sit there and mow some grass in your spare time when you've got nothing better to do. Yeah, I'll say these kind of games and like the um, farming simulator or power wash simulator games seem to have a crowd. They seem to have a following that people just like. I know my um, nephew asked his mom for a Xbox steering wheel and pedals, and I'm thinking he's getting into a race game. No, he's getting into a lawnmower game. To which, of course. <laughs> She's like, why don't you mow our lawn if you're going to play this game? And he was like, 
well, he's like, well, in the game, I get points and prizes. Are you going to give me some money or something? And she's like, no. He's like, well, then I'm going to keep playing the game. <laughs> uh, kids yeah. today. Yeah. I'll just say he's a really nice guy, but he's a kid of today's day, so he's a little bit nuts. Yeah, I know how you feel. Um, so it's literally just mowing by Proto Star. Let's uh, have a look at uh, the details of the game. So its rating is 4.6. Um, don't have, seem to have any of the app details. Oh, there we go, about the game. So version 1.2.28.1 requires Android 7.0 and up, has in app purchases, of course. So you can customize your, your lawnmowers. Um, released on the 26th of February uh, 2020. Last updated on the 18th of December 2022. Downloads 5 million plus downloads. Content rating rated for 3 plus. Check it out. It's literally just mowing. Yeah, I'll say the only shortcoming I see in their mowing thing is I don't see a beer holder built into the lawnmower. <laughs> to the, um, well, yeah, that's what the in-app purchases are for. <laughs> oh, yeah, it wouldn't shock you. Very cool. Um, okay, I'm going to link to a It's False article. Now, this comes with a caveat. These, This is an example of the kind of website the ads are sometimes literally like insane. Okay, so it comes with that warning. Uh, but it actually has some decent content, and it is basically entitled um, 40 Best Open Source Android Applications, uh, and they basically break them down by category, like keyboard app, uh, file manager apps, web browser apps, um, multi-platform sync or file sharing apps, um, podcast or audiobook players, uh, RSS readers, uh, VPN apps, um, comics or manga reader apps and they just have basically like three or four of each kind of category um music player apps note-taking apps um 2fa and password apps um mail apps uh video player apps and you know all that and it just keeps going so i like this list to me this is a good intro to a couple choices if you want to prioritize open source on your android device um i agree with most of their findings is what i'm going to say um, I think that when I look at like their keyboard apps and I look at the keyboards, I definitely think at least one or two of them are worth playing with if you want to try an open source keyboard. Same thing with the file manager apps. Out of like three or four apps, I definitely know of two of them and they seem to work just fine kind of thing. So yeah, this is a good yeah, um, list. There's a few simple the, the simple branded apps in there as well, which I, I think are actually very good. You can find them both on the Play Store and the, um, and the uh, F-Droid. But yeah, go open source, man. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of those simple apps for one big reason. Man, they run snappy as hell. Um, I got them on Android because I purposely went to the um, thank you app where you ba you basically just pay like a buck or I want to say it might have been a buck fifty, and all it is is you download the app and it says thank you. You're just thanking yeah, the developer. That's what I got as well. Making yeah. apps. Yeah. Give them some money. That's that's a great idea. Great way to do it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, check out that. So um, while you're mowing your lawn. Uh, another thing you won't want to do, because if a lot of people have allergies to uh, hay and hay fever, so you can check out the quality of the air in your area. Um, this is app is called Breezometer. Um, it's a Breezometer Air Quality and Pollen by Breezometer. It's got 500,000 plus downloads. What it does is um, tells you what the quality of the air is like. Um, sorry, what the quality of the air is like in your area, uh, and it will tell you. Um, well, grasses, uh, weeds, trees, uh, all those sorts of things, um, and and what the pollen count is. So what it does is it, it uh, finds the. I'm um, sorry, I'm just setting up all the uh, permissions for this app because it's the first time I used it on my new phone. 
Um, so it gives you a little guideline. Uh, at the moment, I'm looking at 10 to 33% of the guideline. So it's a pretty pretty clear day here. Um, but it's got options for um, showing you a map of uh, where you are and what the conditions are like in that particular area. It shows you the air quality uh, now and what it's expected to be in the future. Uh, and it shows you um, a pollen forecast as well. Um, but yeah, um, so if you if you do are one of those unfortunate people who suffers from hay fever, uh, poly, uh, pollen allergies, then uh, you might want to have have uh, this this app installed and um, check it just before you go out for the day, or uh, to make sure that you you know you might want to take an antihistamine or something like that before you go. Yeah, it, this is definitely one of those apps. It's a great idea. I am so happy. I do not suffer from allergies because I know people. Like as soon as they walk out the door, and if there's bad pound, they literally their eyes are just starting to water, and they start to sneeze. Yep. Like man, just start sneezing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I find it quite useful sometimes um, to see what the the air quality is like. Because you do, even if you don't have a allergy, you can find yourself um, reacting sometimes to the to the pollen in the air when it's particularly bad. We have a lot of wattle trees around here, so they put out a lot of pollen in the summertime. Gotcha. Yeah, I always just what I always do, same thing every time. I look out my main story window. I look down at my cars. If my cars have a tint of color to them, I know, oh man, it's going to be a bad pollen day. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> um, there's cakes on cars. Um, and I do like the name. Very simple. Breezometer. All one word. Uh, yep. Yeah, very cool. Okay. I'm going to bring one more app, and that is it. Um, this is one of the apps from GitHub. Uh, it's basically just called In Your I N U R E in your app manager. Um, it's basically a elegant Android app manager and it's currently in development. Essentially, this is like replacing your home screen with extremely simplified interface. Um, if you have like an incredibly old Android device and it just will not stop running incredibly sluggishly slow, I definitely encourage you to check out this app. Um, it is cu It is customizable to where you can change what the basic stuff looks like. Um, but I will tell you, if you really do insist on having uh, just a very, very, very simple interface to be able to look at uh, your apps and organize your apps and see like information about apps and install and uninstall apps kind of thing. Um, and you can customize some of the colors and stuff. This to me was really like incredibly simple and it just seemed to work. Uh, this is a launcher? They call it an app manager. I just said it basically that's my main app wherever I on my old device I just load up and that's how I scroll through pick apps look at apps and run everything oh wow that's quite a new concept I've come across something like this before it's good yeah I mean a lot of people especially me have got old phones sitting around doing nothing so um, yeah it's good to have something like this that uh, gives them a second life yeah and you can get it on Google Play in your app manager trial from Hamza Rizwan I'm sticking with that. Uh, 50, uh, um, okay. 5,000 plus downloads, E for everyone, uh, data safety, no data is collected, no data is downloaded with third parties, uh, updated on February 7th, 2023, uh, version build beta, um, requires 6.0 Android and up 5,000 plus downloads, content rating, again, E for everyone, permissions, because it's like a home screen kind of thing, it needs a lot of permissions, is what I'll say. Mm. Yeah, it would do, I suppose. Ooh. Uh, right. Well, I've got one more app as well. Uh, so if anyone has ever watched um, a fellow on YouTube called Sam Beckman, 
He's an Australian chap. He uh, does an, he's doing a pretty good job of building a channel that is all about Android and Android apps uh, in particular. And he's um, gone and, and put his money where his mouth is and developed his own app called Shelf. So um, it costs $2.89. I'm not talking about Shelf in this particular instance. What I'm talking, what I installed Shelf a little while ago, and um, he showcases all the apps on his show in that particular app. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, one of the apps he bought, I think, a couple of weeks ago was one called um, Pop-Up Creator Pro or Pop-Up Creator. There is a free version as well as a pro version. The pro version costs $4.89. Um, so the Pop-Up Creator basically is a Bluetooth customization device that will pop up with an image on your on your phone screen when uh, you connect to a Bluetooth device. It's a bit of a gimmick. It's not really very uh, useful, I suppose, in some cases, but if you can have GIFs, you can have video files, you can have images that will pop up when you connect to a Bluetooth device. Now, if you get the Pro version, you can get um, you can get it to do it would come with buttons which are programmable. So, say you connect to a set of headphones or buds, you can then get it to automatically launch uh, your music player. Or if you're getting in a car and your, your phone's connected to the car via Bluetooth, you can then get it to launch your um, Maps app or something like that. So there's all sorts of um, options, as long as you're prepared to pay some money. I mean, New Zealand is $4.89, so I'm thinking in, in the US is about $2.50 or $2. Uh, yeah, $2.99. Um, and I particularly like the fact that you can get it to play movies. And you can, so if you connect to your car, you can, you can have a picture of a Lamborghini speeding past or something like that. Um, just a cool gimmick. I've always liked stuff like this and a bit of a guilty pleasure. But yeah, check out um, Sam Beckman and Shelf as well as, because uh, that has lots of great apps, uh, suggestions on there. And you can leave reviews on those apps as well. Um, but yeah, Pop-Up Creator Pro uh, by O-I-N-S, it's Oins, I think it is. Only problem with Sam Beckman is um, he's Australian and his mm. accent drives me nuts. <laughs> it's a bit like the Canadians and the, and the Americans. Australians annoy us as much as the Canadians annoy you. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's, it's vice versa. Gotcha. And yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with paying for an app that doesn't do a lot of things as long as I know who I'm supporting kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I can see, honestly, I can see when I get into my car and it connects to my car's Bluetooth, why not automatically load maps? I mean, you know, some of the stuff I think really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, well, obviously there are people with use cases in this, and, and rather than um, trying to go to a like a macro droid app, which would automatically, or IFTTT, which will do it for you, um, you could try this. Yep. Very cool. I really don't have a lot more apps there, I've or we have been going for now. That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to do an app uh, roundup? Uh, you normally take a list. We make a list of everything we've we've done. But I haven't in this case. I forgot. Okay. Um, sorry, man. Okay, we have uh, um, Magic Eraser from Google. Uh, Motorola's a rollable phone. We have OnePlus folding phone. We have Huawei Watch Buds. Then we get into apps. We have Vampire Survivors, Badum Tis, uh, then Gloom Grave. Laundry Timer, uh, Simple X Chat. Uh, it's literally just mowing. Uh, then we have 40 best open source Android apps, Breeze O Meter, and In Your App Manager. Last but not least, Pop Up Creator Pro Powerful. Excellent. Very cool. That's quite a lot of apps. Yep. 
It is quite a lot indeed. Uh, if you guys would like to contact us, it's very super easy. Uh, you can easily just either send us an email at aaa at pods.com or you can send us a voicemail at 707-6-PODNUT. Uh, you can join us on stuff like Discord or on Boxer. If you need a Boxer invitation, all you gotta do is let us know. Super fast and easy. Uh, if you want to support us directly monetarily, it's super easy. Patreon.com slash Android app addicts. Uh, do you have any uh, parting words there, Ivor? Uh, great to be back uh, after cool. a month uh, and have my audio work as well. It keeps going. It's a keeps, new phone. Yeah, and time just keeps going faster and faster and faster. And I know, I know that that's what getting old is. But man, sometimes it needs to just slow down. You know? It certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting faster and faster. Yeah. And when Josh isn't here, I guess it goes even faster. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, it goes pretty slowly when he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to thank uh, Swift, Eric, and uh, Red for coming out to the live chat. Um, William Wilson is in there William as well. Wilson, too. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for downloading. Thank everyone for supporting. Thank everyone for continuing to support. And you know what the easiest way to support any podcast is? It's really easy. You either just say to somebody, hey, why don't you check out this podcast? Or B, just send the email to the people saying, hey, thanks for the podcast. That easy. Um, with that stated, we will hopefully talk to you again in under a month. Take it easy, everybody. Cheerio. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.